I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 34. Today we are going to be talking about balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. This is a question I get all the time and I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you and hopefully drop some wisdom that's really going to help you to balance work and life. Before we dive into that, I want to just quickly give you a little reminder about Mompreneur Masterclass. I am partnering with my friend, Anne Kaplan. She is a parenting coach and a pretty amazing one at that. We have partnered together for, I think, about six months now to do this group program called Mompreneur Mastery. We walk a group of moms through six months in their business and in their family life to transform both. We are getting to the end of our first six-month program, which is kind of hard to believe, but it has been absolutely amazing to watch the transformations. I'm seeing women who are finally able to handle their kids in the morning, getting that rush in the morning out to school. I'm seeing moms feeling really confident about bedtimes and other transitions. I have seen a lot of marriages take a turn for the better from dark times to feeling really hopeful. I've seen in-law relationships transformed, which is pretty incredible. I think a lot of us, if we struggle with those types of relationships, feel like that's the way it's always going to be. And there's been some really awesome growth there. And obviously in the business, everyone is making amazing strides and breakthroughs in their businesses. And it's so fun to watch. I feel like I'm in this time right now where all of my clients work is really culminating into something amazing. I've got two clients hitting 10k months consistently now. Um, I have one that's just jumped from two to six from one month to the next. So things are really, really fun and exciting right now in coach land. And if you want in on this, if you want to work with me a little bit and find out more about what I offer, I would love to have you come to this event that Anne and I are doing. It's a totally free event. We are offering two different dates, January 29th and 30th, and it is totally live. So you'll come, we'll have activities, This is happening online, so you just log in from home. We've got activities for you. We're going to be walking you through planning your next year, figuring out where you need to focus to see the biggest results in your life and in your business. And then we're going to be live coaching several of you on the call and then offering a free call for all of you who want to take the work a little further with us. So 
tons of fun, totally free, and a really great opportunity to interact with some amazing and skilled coaches, which is not something that most people are able to do. So I really encourage you to check this out. The website to register is bit.ly slash mom masterclass. It's B-I-T dot L-Y slash mom masterclass. And we would love to see you on the 29th or on the 30th. So go ahead and sign up for that and then check your email for some freebies. We added some extra bonuses to keep you entertained until the live training happens. All right, let's talk about balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship. And I'll tell you what, this one is kind of a funny one for me because I have a reputation among some people as being very organized and really having my shit together. My reputation among other people is not so organized. I feel like I'm kind of the Jekyll and Hyde of organization. My natural tendency is kind of all over the place. So I'm not coming to this conversation as somebody who's just naturally organized and amazing at time management and really consistent about it. I am coming to you as somebody who learned the hard way, who really has had to go outside of some of the traditional teaching on productivity and time management and all of that. But I'm also somebody who is highly productive. So I think I'm really the right person to be sharing this information with you if you are somebody who struggles with this. All right. People always ask me how to do it all. <laughs> I think because I am a mom and an entrepreneur, people think that I have the answer. A lot of women come to me feeling like they're failing as a mom and as an entrepreneur. They hear a lot of advice to entrepreneurs saying that they need to be hustling, they need to be on 24-7 with their business, they have to be putting everything into it or else they just don't care. It's kind of like, do you want to succeed? Then you need to be all in 100% all the time. As a mom, they're also receiving really similar advice. I think our generation is pretty unique in that we have all of this information about how to do motherhood right and how many things are going to screw up our children. So we have this pressure to be on 24-7 as a mom as well. And both of these things can really conflict Obviously, because there's only one 24-7 for us, and it can't all be about entrepreneurship or all about being a fully engaged mother. You can't be building your business actively while playing with your kids all the time. There has to be the trade-off and the back and forth, and I think a lot of us experience guilt in both directions. When it's family time, we feel guilt about the business. And when it's business time, we feel guilty about the kids. And sometimes 
This is really encouraged by other people's comments. Sometimes it is not just happening in our own heads, but it's something that we're hearing as well. Maybe our kids are laying on the guilt about mommy always working, or maybe they're just giving you a hard time when you pop in and check your email on your phone. And maybe you're hearing it from people in the business world who are expecting you to be on 24-7 as well. So how do I deal with this? First, I want to confess, I don't do it all. But I definitely have learned a lot about how to hack my squirrely brain to become incredibly productive. I do a lot, you guys. I have three kids and two pets that I would like to keep alive and thriving and have good relationships with. I have a marriage that I'd like to keep healthy and happy. I have positions on two different nonprofit boards. On one of them, I'm the president, and on the other, I'm the treasurer. I do the school drop-off and pick-up runs daily. I have friendships. I'm in a book club. I have a body that I would like to take care of and keep healthy. Oh, and this podcast which is a part of my larger business that I have to market and I also have a lot of work with clients. So (laughs) that's a lot. That's a lot of things that I balance every day and every week. So I'm going to let you in on some of my secrets. About a year ago, I had the same full plate, but I was a hot mess. My coach said that it was time to work on my time management and I really resisted it because I didn't want to say no to any of the things I was doing and I also didn't want to feel restricted. I didn't want to feel like I didn't have freedom and spontaneity to do whatever I wanted. But here is what she told me that got me on board with looking at how I manage my time. She told me that... Our brain is going to resist that structure and managing our time because we think that we crave freedom and spontaneity. And while we think we crave those things, if you actually look at how we spend our time, we do almost the same exact things at the same time every day. And after she said this, I started thinking through how I spend my time and what I do every day, and I really started to agree and see her point and to understand, yes, that's so true. And then I started to think, maybe if I intentionally managed my time, I might actually get more done. I might actually have more time for freedom and being spontaneous. So I decided to give it a shot and it works for me and I'm still doing it. I'm actually, I feel like having more free time than I've ever had before, even with all of those different things that I like to do. So the first thing that we need to talk about, of course, is our mindset. Mindset matters in time management just as much as anywhere else in your life and business. I believe that the way you think about time deeply matters. So what are some of the common thoughts you have about time? I made a little list here of some common thoughts that a lot of us have in our society. There's never enough time. I'm running out of time. 
time is limited, time passes too fast. I'm sure that you could add a couple more onto the list here, but I think it's giving you a really good picture about our society's mindset around time and why we always feel really busy and really in a rush. All of these thoughts are feeding into that. And remember that all of your thoughts are creating all of your feelings. These thoughts seem very convincingly like factual observations, but they're actually your judgments about time. I have been learning some very interesting things about time lately. I think as a side note, we all probably are aware of the fact that other cultures think of time and experience time differently than we do. There's some cultures that think time is more of a circle than a line. Um, there's definitely lots of different ways to look at time that people do. But I've started getting into this kind of out there philosophy about time that I'm just exploring and finding interesting. And this might be way out there for some of you. I have this kind of deep philosophical side that loves philosophy and theology and all kinds of theoretical type things. And there's a branch of physics that actually believes time doesn't exist. And I think we can all kind of agree, like time is something that we've created. It's something that humans have created to figure out the passage of time and mark that and all of that and kind of explain what's going on in our reality. But there is a group of people that deny time altogether. And I find that interesting. I think it's just kind of an out there thought experiment. It's something I'm still reading about and learning about. So if I find more interesting things besides the idea that time doesn't exist, I will definitely be bringing them back to you for those of you who like these weird out there kind of things. But for those of you who don't, or for all of you, I encourage you to just imagine that you get to decide how you want to think about time. And I want you to really ask yourself, how do you want to think about your time? Because shifting your thoughts about time will shift your experience of time. Even shifting from there's never enough time to I have enough time for the things that I need to do is going to really impact your experience of time. And it's true, you know, like you have the amount of time that you have and you get to decide how you use it. So now after we've gotten, gotten the mindset, take a look at what you want to think about time. And then here is my system for approaching time management. And I for sure am of the mindset that I can get everything I need and want to get done in the amount of time that I have. I think we actually have a lot of time, way, way, way more time than we think. And I think time feels so much more stressful to us because of our thoughts and because of all the mind drama that we are creating. And if we set up some structure and some systems, it's going to expand. Our experience of time is going to expand. So here is my system. We are going to approach time and time management from two directions. The first 
is the calendar view, looking at the time you actually have. The second is the task view. We're going to be looking at the things you need to do and want to do. First, we're going to dive into the calendar view. Something you must know when you are sitting down to create a schedule and manage your time is that you cannot deny reality. I see so many of my clients do this when I have them first start working on their time and working on a schedule. They deny the realities of their life. They don't write down school drop-off and pick-up times. They don't write down times when they have to walk the dog. I even had one client who was putting something into her calendar and she scheduled it for a time when she was working and it was something she couldn't do during work hours. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't fall into this trap. Really look at your life. Look at the things that are already there. And I did a training on this recently and I told the women on the training to even anticipate what are those times during the day or during the week that you know are difficult? Like if your child has a witching hour every night at five and your husband isn't home yet or your partner isn't home yet or you're a single mom, do not schedule work during the witching hour. Don't plan to make dinner during the witching hour if you don't have backup. Don't set yourself up for failure. I see a lot of women who are not natural schedulers who set up schedules for themselves that are going to fail. They just have this assumption that it's not going to work, so they don't even try to make a system that is going to work. Don't fall into this trap. Once you identify all of the realities that are in your calendar and in your life, you know what you are working with. And from there, you can identify your working hours and your non-working hours and block those off. I hear a lot about time blocking and that's what I call this when you block off your working hours and your non-working hours. And I think that's the first really, really powerful thing that you can do is just defining those things and making sure that it's set up realistically for what's actually going on in your life. Once you have that set up, you can even go a little deeper. Like maybe in your non-working hours, you're going to have specific family time indicated. Maybe in your non-working hours, you're going to have a specific volunteer time or me time. And then during your working hours, if you have a job, then you'll want to separate out job from business. And even within your business time, you're going to want to go into some more detail to make sure that there's time for you to do your client work and time for you to grow your business. I have so many clients who are in service industries, so like graphic designers, web developers, coaches, that kind of thing where there's client work, whether it's client sessions or physical work that you are doing for your clients. 
and I'll have a lot of my clients come to me initially and their working time is just all client time. And there's never any time to put on their CEO hat and grow their business. So you really need to think about time for envisioning your future, for making plans, for marketing your business, for customer service, for all of these different things that come up in your business in addition to the time that you're spending with clients. I think that's a big downfall that a lot of us don't build into our schedules when we have our own businesses. So really make sure that you are creating enough time for all the different categories of things that you're doing throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the day in your business. Once you have figured out the blocks of time and named them of the category of task that they're going to hold, you have the containers. So now let's look at the task view to figure out how you're going to fill those containers. I have a few questions to ask yourself. The first and most important one I think that we overlook is, is this task actually necessary? I work with all of my clients on simplicity in their businesses and in their marketing strategies because I think so many of us fall into a trap of spending lots of time doing things that are not getting us results in our business. A lot of my clients come to me wanting to scale their businesses from a few thousand to six figures to 10,000. And what I look at with them is what's the easiest way, the simplest way to get there. And for a lot of those clients, it's offering big ticket premium packages to their clients instead of lots of little things. It's also narrowing their focus. No matter what it is, that is your business model that's getting you to your income goal, really simplify I think the more simple your business can be, the more effective you're going to be because your clients are not going to be confused. You're really going to master your marketing and sales process and the math to get to your goal is going to be very, very simple. So that's what I absolutely encourage everybody to do. I also encourage you with your marketing strategy to look at what's actually working. So I believe that there's two different things that we focus on in our marketing, and one is more of a short-term payoff, and the other is more of a long-term payoff. So don't just look and say, well, writing a blog didn't get me a client today, so I'm going to throw it out. If it's part of your long-term strategy, you want to look at it with a different lens, but I do want you to have time for marketing built into your calendar. And I also want you to really evaluate the marketing activities and go deep with one or two or three maybe strategies, kind of depending on where you are in your business. Don't feel like you have to be everywhere all at once doing everything in your marketing. The people that you see who are doing that most likely have a team. You are most likely a solopreneur or maybe you have a VA. And so I encourage you to really narrow your focus on how you're marketing and how you're growing your business so that you can go very deep with those things. 
The next question I want you to ask yourself about each of your tasks is how long does it actually take? And I want you to set time limits on it. I am of the mindset that work expands to fit the time we give it, kind of like a goldfish. If you have a goldfish in a bowl, it's going to stay bowl-sized, but if you put a goldfish in your pond in your backyard, it is going to grow. It's going to be like the size of a cat, practically. <laughs> so our work tasks are the same way. If you give yourself two hours to write a blog post, it's going to take two hours to write a blog post. If you give yourself 20 minutes, trust me, you can do it in 20 minutes. I know you can. <laughs> so part of this is eliminating distractions and really constraining your focus and your time down to the time that it takes. So a lot of us are doing things like checking Facebook, checking email when we're in the middle of a project, and that's part of why it takes so much time. So I encourage you to really stretch yourself a bit, really play around with how much time you give yourself to do tasks, and you will get faster, you will get so much more productive. This is definitely one of my biggest productivity tips and something that has made a huge, huge impact in my life. I have been doing this constraint and time limit stuff for a while now. I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago about all that I had done in one of my working days. And I typically work about five hours each day that I'm working. And so I listed out all the things that I had done and somebody commented, holy productive day. And for me, it was a really normal day. That was just kind of, that's, what my days look like. I am really productive. But for me now, it's just the new normal because I've been practicing this for a long time. So just know it may not be supernatural to you at first. You may fail. You may struggle with it. You may have some pitfalls and that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that time management and scheduling doesn't work for you. It's just a problem that you can find a solution to. So as you go through this process, as you try it week by week, I really, really encourage you to take the time at the end of each week to evaluate what worked about it, what didn't work, and what you want to do differently in your schedule the next week to be even better. The next thing that you need to remember about your tasks is that perfectionism is your enemy. I really, really want you all to get very comfortable with the idea of B minus work. Work that is okay, good enough, gonna get you to your goals, but not perfect. I think that trying to make everything perfect is total self-sabotage. And it is kind of the default expectation that a lot of us have. Most of my clients struggle with perfectionism. I struggle with perfectionism. I think I even joked around recently on some Facebook Live or something that I was happy that I got an A positive blood type. I was like, I even aced the blood test. That's like the cheesiest joke in the world. But it really tells you about my mindset around perfectionism. And so trust me when I say I get it, I know it's hard, but done is better than perfect. I put that on Instagram the other day and it's so, so, so true. 
So just get it done. B minus is still passing grade. Finally, you're going to want to put all of those tasks time limited into the slots that you have in your calendar. Just a couple last things to remember as you're doing this work. I really want you to schedule time for you. Being incredibly productive only works if you're taking downtime and recovery time. I like to think about this the same way I think about lifting weights. I love lifting heavy weights, but I don't try to do that all day, every day. And I kind of envision if I tried to lift heavy weights all day, every day, well, I know what would happen. Eventually my muscles would not cooperate anymore and I wouldn't be able to lift anymore. But I would become less and less effective the longer I went without a break and it would actually end up reducing my overall results to try to do that. The final thing to remember, you have to follow through. Once you make this schedule, once you make this commitment to yourself, self-discipline and self-worth have to kick in. And a nice way to think about this is to really envision who do you want to be? How can you make yourself proud? And how can you really show up for yourself in full integrity, following through on the things that you promised yourself you would do? Okay, I know that this has kind of been a non-traditional time management talk. (laughs) I told you from the beginning that a lot of the traditional time management advice out there didn't work for me, but these mindsets and activities and techniques are really the things that have allowed me to become super productive, to really reduce my stress about my workload. I will be the first to say it's not perfect, but it's improved so much. And the more careful I am about following this, the less stress I experience. So I really, really want you all to consider giving it a try. All right, everyone. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business and I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 